Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Merry-Go-Round podcast. I'm Mary Brasha, and I'll be your host. This podcast is powered by Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. Each episode, I want to take a couple minutes to talk about something going on in my pickleball journey because maybe it can help you in yours. And this week, I want to talk about controlling what you can control on the court. I will definitely be coming back to this subject soon because it's very important to me. But my dad always tells Maggie and me that you can control your attitude and effort on the court, but you can't always control the result of a match because another team may play better than you on a given day. And I bring this subject up this week because this weekend was out of control at the Kansas City Open while the tournament was going on. The pickleball world kind of just blew up on Thursday because the PPA Tour and MLP are now signing some long-term deals for players and everyone was just in their negotiating process and very distracted. So while the tournament was going on, players were just trying to figure out what they're going to do with their future. And it was very, very difficult to focus on the tournament itself. And I think a lot of players were feeling pressure. Maybe that's why there were a lot of upsets. But one thing for me is learning how to control what I can control on the court in the moment, being there for my partner. And I think one method could be just putting your phone aside. This could be for a rec match or a tournament match. How can we leave things from our personal life or work life off the court so we can really make the most out of our time on the court? So I'm constantly working on that and hopefully you guys are too. But with that being said, let's get into our guest for the day. Today's guest is a super cool dude. He is a professional volleyball player. He was the 2013 Offensive Player of the Year on the AVP Tour. He has 15 pro titles, and he was a member of the U.S. Olympic team in the 2016 Rio Summer Games. Now he has transitioned to the pickleball court and is also a fellow podcaster for the Inside Major League Pickleball podcast. We're welcoming... Casey Patterson. Welcome, Casey, to the podcast. How are you Thank doing you. today? Thank you. Good, good. My tripod's a little tipsy, so it's perfect. I'm feeling good. That's okay. We'll <laughs> always practice our camera skills, filmmaking. <laughs> I love it. I was really trying to figure out what we could talk about today, and it really took me a long time to think, but a lot of crazy things happened this weekend in the pickleball world, and I'd love to kind of hear your thoughts about the tour wars. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you asked. I'm actually been watching, and some of my volleyball buddies, like some of us that were kind of in the trenches during that time when we had competing tours uh, happening and signing exclusive uh, contracts, and as a player, you're like, is this a good thing, a bad thing? I don't know. I don't want to be trapped. I feel like I should be able to go play wherever I want, but at the same time, I I want to help establish like what's the best tour because I want to go win over there because I want that to be the one that is you know not the JV tour, the varsity tour. What which one's going to be the varsity tour where I get you know maximum uh, you know ability to leverage as a player, uh, put it on my resume, build a legacy. Like that was a big part of it, and so it was really scary. 
and some guys kind of made the wrong decision and and others you know but you as a player you have no idea and so you're like oh my gosh there's so much uncertainty and you don't know which direction's the right direction and it, it comes down to for me personally i feel like uh looking back it, it actually is one of the greatest things for players because yeah. no matter what i felt like it was better for us because of this than it was for uh just one big tour and then they you're kind of like you're like the lion in the cage behind the scene at the circus where you have to come out and perform and then you have to go back, you know, and where right. now it's like, well, now I get to be somewhat of the ringmaster here yeah. and decide my fate, <laughs> which is, yes. which is great because now the players have a little bit more control of their destiny in a sense. And um, I think either direction you go, I think you create more stability. Like the players probably all got paid a little bit of like, let's say a so-called like normal world salary. Right. And, and for a player, I mean, that's like the greatest thing ever. You're like, wait, what? I don't have to win to earn every dollar? Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it was it was insane for me personally. On Thursday, I played singles, looked at my phone when I was done for the day because I hadn't really been paying attention. I was like, oh, my gosh, the world has has changed. Everything yeah. is like yeah. gone bananas. So it was it was just such a crazy weekend. <laughs> we had a tournament going on during this whole thing and we're all trying to play and then all the players are like going around you know just trying to figure out what to do in this <laughs> short period of time it was very hectic very yeah hectic. especially like mid tournament where you're like oh i'm just trying to figure out like who do i play next round okay I'm yeah trying to prep for that and uh okay what tournament who am i going to play because some players right you're changing some are changing every tournament trying to figure out hey maybe this combination works better or Hey, let's do this for the next two or three. And then that person might have just signed with MLP. Right. And now you're left. And then you're like, well, start over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start yeah. over. I know. I feel like right now I'm definitely in a hold phase of like what the future looks like and partnerships and that kind of stuff. Cause I'm just trying to see once the dust settles, you know, what yeah. everything's going to look like, even the rest of this year, the rest of the years to come. It's just crazy. <laughs> well, well, I mean, on top of like, all right, well, what am I worth if these tours approach me and I have to give them a number or some sort of deal, you immediately want to like, all right, Hey, what are you doing? And then the players are probably back their back door communicating guys. What are you getting? Hey, what are you, you know, as far as like, if you're in a specific tier, you're like, okay, how do I maximize this? And so that's a scramble for you guys as well. And then, Hey, are you playing on the tour that I think I'm going to sign for or the other one? Cause I thought we were, playing. <laughs> oh, I know. it's a roller coaster. Oh my gosh. So this wow. is definitely bringing back memories oh. for you. Yes. Yes. It's funny because I was, when I signed an ex exclusivity uh, contract with the AVP, uh, they had been gone for like two and a half years. So I had just kind of reached a place where I won like a, one of the gold series events. It's kind of like a grand slam in our U S tour. It's like one of the big three. Right. And I just, I won my first one, just had my first kid rockstar signed me the next day for a three-year deal. And I was like, you, I made it. This is it. Yeah. Like I'm getting paid before I even show up. This is, that's <laughs> the ultimate dream. Like I want to go play and, and be able to like have fun to play, but I need to make money before I step on the sand. And so that finally happened. And I'd been, grinding, working, you know, three or four jobs, coaching wow. a bunch of teams. And it finally happened. Right. And then about three of four events in for that next year, the tour went bankrupt. And so it was gone. Wow. 
And so sponsors are like, hey, sorry, we're only going to honor like whatever we have left of this year you can get. And then um, the tours are gone. And then there was no beach tour. It was gone. Like there was really nothing else because we only had one. And so I was like, well, how do I keep this dream alive? I went back and played international indoor. And then I started playing on the beach world tour. So I was like scrambling to make that happen. And so because of that, when it came back, it was a really scary thing. Like, hey, you need to sign this three-year exclusivity deal with this tour. And I'm like, ah, well, you guys kind of like screwed me over the last time I started like climbing the ladder here, you know? And yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't an Olympian yet. And all the Olympians got to sign for like a ton of money each year. They got guaranteed money for like three years. I think it was like most of them were around like 100 grand. And then, of course, like a Kerry Walsh and, and Missy May types were more towards the 300 to 500 grand a year type thing. And, Right. And uh, and I was at that point where I was winning tournaments on the U.S. tour, but not an Olympian yet. So I was like, they're like, just sign with us. And I just signed with zero. I got nothing out of it besides, hey, I'm loyal to you guys. Here you go. Yeah. So I kind of saw both sides because I was hearing what those guys all signed for that first event back. And I was like, wait, what? I got nothing. I I'm beating you like every event and I'm yes. winning all the AVP tournaments. But because I didn't go to the Olympics yet, I don't get anything like. So that was like, I mean, we'll probably hear some stories like that coming up, but that was, it was so scary. And yeah, it, bring back, it brings back a, a lot of memories of a situation where you're, as a player, you're like stoked, but still so scared at the same time. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a planner in my personal life. Or yes. It's just like knowing what's going to happen is always something I have focused on. But right now, I mean, it's just everything just changed an instant and it is it, so scary because like we don't know a year ago I did sign with PPA and I was just stoked for that and then yeah for years to come a year later oh we're changing again and so who knows what it's gonna look like like I just have no clue <laughs> but I'm just trying to still process everything that's <laughs> going on so it's kind of cool that you you basically went through a similar thing in your volleyball career which is yeah cool for players and I don't know I just I find it so fascinating I'm sure you do too with pickleball because I know you're a pickleball oh yeah lover yeah I'm all in it's cool because like looking back my advice would be like leverage being a professional pickleball player more than uh even the tours and what they're doing because I feel like at the end of the day that has more power and like what the tours really give you is the status of saying you're pro and then what do you do with that because some players are going to sit back and just complain and whine that they're not getting enough or they don't have sponsors and blah 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 and then others are going to go out and do it and I was that guy I was like well I'm going to use this as much as I can and I'm going to go find every sponsor possible in every category and try to just like confirm and like create a kind of like this huge like a universe for me that no matter how I do I'm I'm okay financially and that I'm building my like own brand in a sense versus like waiting for the tours like oh what I don't know so that would be my advice is like leverage that being pro is it's a big deal it's cool and everyone's watching leverage that as much as possible and for your own sake you know what I mean like that was the number one thing I learned from that whole ordeal yeah. I know for me personally, it's like, I just feel so blessed to have this opportunity in general. And now it's just going out and maximizing this opportunity and just giving my best effort and just like getting better. I feel so motivated and just so excited for yeah. what's It's just, it's cool. It's really, I cool. love it. 
I love it. That's so rad. I know it, it just fuels the fire. You're like, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. There's all this stuff going on with the tours, but like I'm fired up to just get better and win as many as I can. Like I'm yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So that's, that's the thing. And I don't know if you know where Maggie and I ended up going, we ended up signing with PPA because we do want to continue to play together and see how that, yeah. you know, as like a team and there's a, there's reasons for both sides. So we're going to see what happens, but enough about the tour wars. I feel like we could talk about that for probably an hour. Right. I, I really wanted to dive in though to your pickleball journey because you're an amazing player. I know you play with my dad and Adam sometimes and obviously lots of really good players, but you know them. I haven't gotten to know you as well. We've played a couple times, but I would love to hear more about just what attracted you to pickleball and why you love it. I love it. Yes. I mean, your dad, Dom, like destroyed me the first time I ever played him. Luckily, <laughs> I think halfway through he hurt his back. And so we had to like kind of carry him over to the side. And I went and got my massage gun and like yep. all this like anti-inflammatory uh, kinesio tape. And I had like muscle rub. I'm like, Vinny, how can I help? And he's like, dude, I just <laughs> met you. Like, get your hands off me. And I'm like, no, let me help you. I kind of know. I'm like, I've trust me, I've been in this for the last 20 years. I've been like helped and worked on. And he's like, geez, wow, you're really going out of your way here. <laughs> and so we kind of hit it off there because I was trying yeah. to help him. And then I've been playing with Adam Hill for so long that I kind of got uh, kind of almost like grandfathered into that, that crew. So it's been so fun getting to know them and play with them. Um, and I think the number one thing that I love about uh, pickleball is the vulnerability that it provides no matter where you're at athletically. It's like really humbling and there's something like massively addicting about not being like not having an advantage from the start because you're either tall or you're super fast like okay cool you have like these cool little superpowers but it's almost like the ultimate equalizer you know what I mean and so yeah, for sure I, I feel like that for me is it's so I get so obsessed about that well well if I don't have like okay besides being tall like what are advantages do I have well I've never played a racket sport didn't play besides like ping pong for fun in the garage with like a paddle like that's about it so I think I'm so addicted with the learning process because playing one sport for so long you know like at a certain point it's like all right I really have to put so much time and really like break everything down to the smallest like like visuals and skill-based things that it's like oh it's so tedious that it's almost like it's not fun anymore where when something's brand new and so hard and it's like everyone's good I feel like it really it's like you get to start over it's like I'm in junior high getting to decide what I want to go play in high school I'm like yes yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go play this now you know and so I love that part of it that one is so accessible you can go anywhere and play two it's like I mean anyone at any local park could absolutely destroy me or I can hang. And I love that vibe of like the, like, just go show up and see who's good in this area. You know, and every area has its own identity. So I think because it's so easy to play and it's so, you're so vulnerable that for me, it's like, I'm so addicted to that feeling of like, yeah, let's go see. Have I improved? Like, who could I beat now? You know? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're always learning pickleball. The game is just constantly changing, evolving. And I mean, what are, what are you really working on in your pickleball game right now? Since you're always feeling yeah. inspired. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I, I kind of like pick us one or two things for like a month and I'll really hyper-focus on those. Okay. And, uh, I like, like today I went and just, 
I uh, went and drilled from like 6 a.m. to like 7.30 before I take Dedication. the kids to school. Yeah, that's, it's actually funny because not having structure like that is like really uncomfortable for me. Like hey. I need to be able to have something to like, I have to wake up, I got to like either hit the weights or I got to go drill. And then yep. I have another session later, right? And then I got to go lift again or watch film, do some therapy. Like for me, that's, that makes, that's my happy life. Like if I could pick the perfect day, it would be like all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So not having it for a while after volleyball was over, I was like, uh-oh. So pickleball kind of filled in that void, which is perfect because yeah. I love picking one or two things, trying to get really good at them, and then kind of moving on to the next scenario or like pattern I noticed I was weak at. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I, how do I get better at that? So right now, like this morning, it was kind of like uh, what everyone was super obsessed with a long time ago, Ben's like backhand roll when you're dinking backhand to backhand, oh, right? Yeah. And kind of either going with your backhand side going inside out down the line or going to the high right shoulder or awkward speeds. And like, I was just playing around with like, just seeing like where the window of, of like, where my window is as far as what I could create. And then what I know I could for sure get as far as like a kill or putting a ball away or setting up for the next ball. So right now that's kind of where I like, I'm obsessed with that little portion of the game. Oh, nice along with, of course, just, and then aside with that was just getting more consistent with everything, but that's kind of what I'm yeah. hyper-focused on right now. Yeah. Oh, that's a really, I mean, Ben is definitely a good player to <laughs> model after. So that's cool that you're doing that. And so you're on the, the left side doing that, the right side, yeah, are you a side yeah. specialist, you know? I would like, say I'm trying to be equally as good on both, but I okay. know at a certain point, you kind of have to pick a side and it's so similar to volleyball that you really get good on the right or the left or as a blocker or a defender. Um, you have to do that at the highest level because you need to be like unreal at that position and be really deadly. And then also with your partner, like, all right, you understand the ebbs and flows and there's like this nonverbal communication that you just, you guys have that's dialed. So for me, it's so similar to that. So I'm trying to be like where I could kind of fit in and be a chameleon and just go, like, okay, I can go be this for you or, Oh, I'll go over and be this. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I feel like at the end of the day, I should probably be on the left because a seven, two wingspan is probably helpful in there. But <laughs> I was going to say, know. how does it feel to have that wingspan? You know, that's a different perspective than me. I'm only five, four. So, I mean, you can definitely reach like, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of funny because the reach is such an advantage, but I'd say the height is sometimes a disadvantage because yeah. then if I get really low and the, the eye level like closer to the net I feel like I I'm like oh my gosh there's a whole new world right here that I could use different angles and speeds and I could see the ball sooner so I think there's there's definitely a benefit to both yeah for sure wow Casey it seems like you're really constantly <laughs> working on the game playing a lot I mean how many days a week do you feel like you try to play yeah well I coming from beach and like really making like a push in an Olympic like uh, birth, it was you had to play you'd have had to have at least five sessions during the week um, to add to add even like a small percentage to your overall game. And so my goal ever since that point, like 2012, is you got to get at least five sessions in. And even if it doesn't have to be against a team, it's just you need to be training, you know, around like an hour at least five times a, a week. So um, that's kind of where I aim for. If I can get more cool, if less, all right, then I try to make up for it on like a 
Sunday uh, afternoon in the backyard, like hands battle with my son, just something, you know? Nice. Oh, yeah. that's so cool that you can because <laughs> I know you're a big family guy and are you getting the family super into pickleball? Do you have some oh, yeah. amazing future pro pickleballers out there? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like my kids, because it's such an easy like entry sport where like anyone kind of get in a rally. My boys are 14 and 12 and they love it. They love like my 12 year olds like, Dad, let's go to the park and play challenge court. Like he doesn't care if we get smashed. He just wants to go battle. You know, he loves yeah. it. And then the girls are so into it, too. So, yeah, I think we'll have hopefully some future uh, players at some point. Oh, that is so awesome. Wow. Well, I just love your enthusiasm and passion for pickleball. <laughs> so much everything's coming together, like from your volleyball career to pickleball now. It's just crazy how it all kind of intertwines in a way, like how there's so many similarities. But where do you kind of the last thing I want to ask you is where do you see pickleball going in the future? And pro pickleball, amateur pickleball, everything. What does it look like to you? Yeah, I mean, just from when I was like goofing around playing for fun during like COVID until now, it's insane how much it's grown and how many things have changed. And yeah. so I can only imagine with the infrastructure that the sport has now for like the next three years, it's going to be almost like a 10x type time frame where it's going to go even faster. Wow. So like personally, I feel like it's going to be, I mean, it's already getting more globally recognized, right? So more people around the world. And that's that's like the biggest phase to um have pickleball in the future be in the olympics because unless it's a global sport that every like country is playing they're not going to include it into the olympics yeah and so i think that's the first thing i see that's growing really quickly you know you got guys like playing tournaments overseas all the time and traveling to all different countries kind of playing and you're like oh, okay you get people in australia always playing you're like okay it's becoming something that's like a global uh you know popularity not just in the u.s so i think that's like the first thing that's it's going to like really cross a tipping point to where then there's going to be like a world federation and then they're going to decide if it's in the Olympics and then you're going to have to play multiple tours. You're going to, you and your sister have to go play on the world tour and then come back and play on the pro tour. And then, I mean, cause that was the exact replica that beach went through. And I feel like it's, it's like the exact same thing, but without all these cool things like a paddle and the ball and everything's changing all the time. So I think you're going to see way more, advances in paddles and the balls probably might change according to like weather or the durability factor um but and then aside from that i feel like it's going to grow so fast it's crazy like when i go play randomly with someone i see like new things i've never seen before and you, that's just going to keep getting like faster and faster and the game's going to be played so different even in six months from now and you're like wow so it's kind of like watching from and ex like having experience in a similar sport and seeing how it did that. But I feel like pickleball is like far past that already. And it's growing so quick. Wow. Well, if we stay on the track that you're talking <laughs> about, I mean, how cool would it be to start playing pickleball more internationally? I mean, for you yeah. to go to the Olympics, I can only imagine, was that just not like a highlight of your life? Like how cool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was really cool. And it's kind of crazy, like the journey getting there and the team you build around yourself and then battling on the world tour and then yeah. getting to know all the international players. And then you get to go stay with them. Like that part actually is like the win that you get. And then the Olympics is like the dessert after dinner. You're like, oh, cool. That yeah. was like, that's our reward. But like all the friendships and the places I've traveled, like that's so valuable and so cool. So it definitely was like a really cool experience. And I'm excited to see pickleball go down that exact same like trajectory. Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, you're making me excited for the future. <laughs> this is so cool. What else besides pickleball, besides volleyball stuff, what are you also working on in life now? I know you're pretty into media and stuff, you know? Yeah. You- yeah. Yeah. I'm a kind of like a media director for Coda Solar. And so I run all their social media and then create all their videos and websites and marketing stuff. And so that's been uh, a lot, a lot of work. And I've noticed that when you're doing something like that full time versus like part time before, it's crazy. So I'm learning a lot into that space. And it's been really fun because it applies directly to pickleball. Okay, like, all right, well, now how do I bring it into pickleball? And again, leverage my own brand slash add value to everything around the sport too, you know, and so for me, um, yeah, that's been what I've been doing aside from trying to play as much as possible and get better. Oh, that's so cool. Wow, Casey, you just do everything. It's like, you're, <laughs> that's so fun. Or attempt at everything. <laughs> that, that is good. It's inspiring. I just appreciate you coming on my podcast and talking a little bit about your experience. And it's always a pleasure to get to chat with you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to watch you and your sister and uh, hopefully go hang out with your dad while you guys dominate. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> We're going to be on the practice court soon. We're ready to yes. battle. I love it. All love right. It. Well, well Casey, thank, you. thank you so much. Thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.